All right, here we go. Another episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying healthy. Staying safe. Recently, I was in another conversation concerning employment. And... You know, just the, again, the lack of people to work a lot of these jobs that are out here and how that there's that deficit of employees and jobs, or people working jobs. And again, the, the topic of, you know, people are lazy, people don't want to work. Or that I guess that assumption or that idea was interjected and interjected into the conversation. And to a point there is a little bit of that there, yes. It's always been there, it's always gonna be that, or that small percentage of people that just or a percentage of people that don't want to work. Period. Okay, I get that. But I still don't see the eye test tells me that, <clears throat> you know, you still don't see that being the case. But it's interesting that that's the first thing that comes to people's mind when they think about that or have that conversation about that. And again, I just don't see that it's there uh, because the numbers just don't add up and it's just not possible or very unlikely that somebody can survive or that a, a large group of people can survive without having some kind of income. So just because they're not on the roll someplace working doesn't mean that they're not having or do not have a another stream or source of income. And so until people can learn about these alternate sources of income or buy into that 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 that's a possibility then that's always going to be the default answer to why people are working and i don't know if that's just an assumption of being that going to that point of not being positive or negative about the scenario versus being positive that people are flourishing at non-traditional sources of income, which I wholly agree that that is there. That is that. That is out there. You see it. And there's that percentage of people, I think, that are going off the grid. And again, finding alternate ways to be self-sustaining.
So I think that's great. And maybe that'll catch on and continue to see growth in those areas. Causing employers again to reassess their pay structures, their culture. I mean, still today, astonishing to hear about some of the stuff that's going on there. And it's just, again, an unwillingness to address these issues because they choose not to because they don't think it has a negative impact on the organization. Granted, many of them have been successful for many years. And so why change now? But I think at some point it, it does going it's going to have a negative impact upon them. Or it's limiting them from becoming even better, even greater than they already are. But only time will tell. And speaking of history, transitioning to history, I guess you can say. I don't believe that history will look very kindly upon us, we, on how things were handled and addressed uh, and brought about from late 2019. current and maybe even beyond and there's that possibility I think even farther back that there'll be instances where history was where history will not look kindly upon those situations I don't know why I'm bringing that up but it just comes to my mind I guess or actually crossed my mind a while back and I guess I was just reminded of it there Again, that someday, at some point, there has to be a reckoning of a period of time of the recent years that will not be so kind, so positive. And that what people choose to do with that will be yet to be seen. And if it gives anybody ideas of maybe taking things in a different direction or handling things in a different way going forward, I hope that in the future people learn from those vast majority of these mistakes that were made, that are being made also. And speaking of history, I guess, transition again, uh, was, was thinking about Duke doing dumb things segment, some ideas from for that, and I haven't done a Duke doing dumb things for a while. And I thought of a couple things here the other day. Uh, was working 
uh, at my job there quite a few years ago, late, must have been, had to been late 90s. And at the time, where, I was, where we were working at in this, uh, built in the building, there was um, four of us that were all kind of grouped together. And I won't, I'll spare you the details of it, but we were working kind of in this uh, quad uh, desk area that had dividers, um, but you were kind of close next to somebody. In a cubicle, that's the word I was looking for there. So it was kind of like a cubicle type deal where you had dividers between you know the two people on the other side of it, and then you had a coworker sitting next to you. Well, anyway... I kept getting a whiff of uh, something weird, um, and you know, it kind of come and go. And I, but I couldn't figure it. It's like really, it was really, it smelled really bad. And I was trying to figure this out. It was driving me crazy um, because like I said it would kind of come and go, and it was really stench, really bad stench. And. In the process of my investigation, I realized that I had stepped in a dog crap that morning at home there. So, and I had good thing was I had cowboy boots on, and so it was a you know kind of a slick bottom, and it was kind of up there next to the heel, and so it wasn't like in tennis shoes where it gets in your groove or whatever, and, and um, or you know it wasn't you know, tracking it around either, fortunately. So I managed to get into the bathroom, get it cleaned up, get it off my boot, and fortunately made it to lunchtime and went home and and changed my boots. I don't know how anybody else didn't smell that. And if they did, maybe they didn't say anything, but it was like so embarrassing because I I was like, man, this don't know where this stench is coming from. And it just, you know, I said it was wafting around there. And how anybody else didn't catch that is beyond me because that would have really been bad if somebody would have known that I did that at the time. It's funny now, but at the time, pretty rough. And the other thing was is that the time that I completely bombed an interview. And so I I went and interviewed for this position and... Uh, they failed to mention that this was a group interview. And I walk into this conference room and I sit down and um, one of the individuals that was there, I can't remember if it was an HR person or who that was at the time, a recruiter, who it was, mentioned, said, oh, by the way, that this is going to be a, a group interview and we're going to have... I think it was like 15 people. I kid you not. Like if it was one, it was 15 people. I mean, it was a ton of people. It might have been 10, but I think it was more like 15 people that, including myself, you know, that was in this room. And obviously, minus one, everybody else was interviewing me. And I don't think, I can't can't say that I was like nervous or, you know, just racked with nerve. Um, But... It was kind of unsettling a little bit um, to be in that setting and then not having the the um, warning that there was going to be, you know, so many people interviewing me for this position. 
And going into it, wasn't sure exactly what to to expect. So um, I guess you could say that I was probably ill-prepared for it. But anyway, so when they were asking me these questions, there was a few of them that I just kind of rambled on with an answer. And I caught myself a couple of times. Uh, instead of, you know, a normal conversation when you, when you end a sentence or a statement um, or whatever, there's kind of that, you know, a pause, right? Like that. So you would talk normal. Uh, you know, normal tone, pretty much, and volume, and then you once you finish your statement, you you know you you quit talking. Well, for some reason, I caught myself a couple of times, kind of fading off of it. So instead of just and mumbling, so instead of just ending the sentence or the statement, comment, whatever, um, normally I just kind of would like mumble it and kind of lower my voice a little bit and just kind of fade off into it. So needless to say, uh, I didn't get that position, and it was probably for the better uh, at the time, but I I can say that I imagine that those people walked out of that room thinking, you know, what what in the world are we doing here? You know, this has to be one of the worst interviewees ever, Uh, and fortunately... Like I said, I didn't end up getting that one, but uh, you know that was not a good adventure either. Didn't feel too good about myself after that one because uh, it was it was weird, you know it was it was weird how that hall went down. And um, but you know, hey, looking back on it, kind of uh, I guess humorous and kind of look back at it like wow, you know that was that was a pretty bad scenario for me at the time. In closing, today I'll end you with I'll end with this one. I found it on Twitter, and um, again, uh, like a dummy, I don't have the source for it, so who knows if it's true or not. But it's funny, nonetheless. And if it is true, it's even funnier. And it says a group of open source intelligence researchers have taken to Tinder to speak with Russian soldiers and separatists to gain intelligence posing as women. The crazy world of social media that during a war, soldiers are on Tinder giving away information about their units and locations in the hope in the hope to get laid. I should say in the hopes of getting laid, but anyway. So I thought that was pretty interesting, if true, that how in today... that you would have that kind of technology on you, a phone or whatever, that you would be on the internet kind of give, trying to give away your location during a war. And I find that interesting. I don't, I don't know that it'd be true. I don't know that it's true. Uh, they said nonetheless it's funny. But if it is, it's kind of scary. Uh, but it, I mean, it's, I guess it wouldn't be all their own possibility. It doesn't bode well for military strength or intelligence or training when you got things like that going on.
Well, that's all I've got for you today. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying healthy, staying safe. And until next time.